Matt Stepp. This is definitely the first time we've tried to report this stupid podcast. We're grinding for the for the subscribers. Tep and Step, your premium Texas high school football podcast from your friends at Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. I'm the Tep Greg Tepper. And for the second time today, I'm I am the Step, Matt Step. So mad. So we're recording this on Monday evening, and like this is my only day in the office. Because I'm going to go. You got a lot to do. Got a lot to do. And we were about 40 minutes into the previous episode. We were on round two of the game draft. Yeah. We recapped the area round. We, I, I answered your fun fact of the week. Now we have to pretend that you don't know the answer. But I got it right on the very first. He did. Got it right. And and then the computer crapped out. Like literally, I got blue screen. Yeah, old girl. I got blue pickle. Fix the computer. Golly. Yeah, I got blue screened, and so we lost it. Death. I tried to repair it. The file's corrupted. Our pets' heads are falling off. This sucks. Happy Thanksgiving, you jerks. <laughs> this has just this, ruined ruined your, your, your this, vibe. Your this, vibe has been ruined. It, it really has. This is your regional semifinal preview edition of Tep and Step for the second time. We do thank you for being a Dave Campbell's Texas football subscriber. Coming up here in just a moment, we're probably going to just zoom through the area around and get straight to the game draft. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not in the mood. <laughs> Tepper's got a flight to catch I in the morning. Fli- I have a flight in 14 hours. Have you, have you packed? No. Of course not. Nice. Uh, but first, Matthew, we will start as we always do with your Texas high school football fun fact of the week presented by Country Meats. Country Meats. They're meats, and they're from the country. Shout out to our friends at Country Meets. We all love the game of football, and they're here to make fundraising easy for your team. Head on over to countrymeats.com. Use the discount code STEP10 to get 10% off your first order. That's promo code STEPP10 at checkout at countrymeats.com. Countrymeats.com, they never blue screen us. Oh, yeah. Not even once. Never. They're reliable. I'm mad at this computer. So mad. Uh, Matt Step, your Texas High School Fun Fact of the Week. This is one I just came up with, and you're never going to guess. Let's talk about Cy Fair quarterback Trey Owens. (laughs) Cy Fair quarterback Trey Owens, of course, led the Bobcats to a nice upset win of Katie on Friday night. Uh, It was a fantastic win for the Bobcats and Jeff Miller and company. Uh, Matt Step. Who is the last quarterback to beat Katie in the area round? Do you have any guesses? Anything mm. you just want to? Vince Young? Wow. Mm. You got it right. Man. Uh, now, for the record, if you guys could hear this corrupted file, you would be able to hear Matt Step get that with no, with no yeah. like hints. Didn't research it. Just, just boom. Just boom. Just, just drop the drop in the bucket. Just yeah. Um, but yes, Vince P- Young pulling a DJ Lagway over here and just, Vince, just throwing darts. Vince Young and Trey Owens, the last two quarterbacks to beat Katie in the area round of the playoffs. Uh, so there it is. Your Texas high school football fun fact of the week. All right, Matt. Let's zoom through something we've already talked about, which is our. Uh, let's zoom through the. Uh, um, 
Well, no, we're, I'm going to reset. Okay. We're going to make this a great podcast. The people deserve a great podcast. Our subscribers, yeah. Our subscribers deserve a great podcast, especially for a holiday weekend. We're going to give them a great podcast. I'm done bitching about the computer. <laughs> <laughs> but let's zoom through our regional set, or I'm sorry, our area round um, sure. games. Uh, this is brought to you by Wing. Football season can get a little hectic from grabbing snacks for the tailgate to fueling your kids for practice. Experience drone delivery with Wing. Get fast, safe, and eco-friendly delivery in 30 minutes or less now in select neighborhoods in Dallas-Fort Worth. To see if Wing has landed in your neighborhood, visit wing.com slash Texas football. All right, Matthew, let's talk a little bit about the area round games that we drafted in the last episode of Tap. Let's do it. You took Westlake and San Antonio Reagan. Yeah, uh, bad first half for Reagan. Fought back in the second half, but just dug themselves too big of a hole. You know that that you know, and you know David Hinojosa had a great tweet uh, about Westlake and Ray- Westlake and Lake Travis's dominance over San Antonio teams recently. They were going into this weekend, thir- last weekend, thirty-one and one versus San Antonio schools in the past X number of years. Now they're thirty-three and one because Lake Travis and Westlake both knocked off. Uh, Reagan and Johnson. So the dominance over the two one zero continues it for is. Westlake and Lake Travis. It is. It's it's. Somebody asked me why it is like why that happens. Why Austin has just uh, just left the field. I think the, the 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 short answer is probably that San Antonio's divided their schools into two, two, their talent in too many ways. Now if you can get a San Antonio All Star team, I think they'd beat Lake Travis or Westlake. But the problem is it's 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 that it's you know spread out too thin. I also think that, like, I don't think San Antonio area football is down. I think it's just that Austin area football has just, like, it's... And specifically, like, Travis and Those Westlake two, yeah. just... And Vandegrift. Like, you, you lump them into yeah. that mix, too. But, yeah, that's that's really... You're going up against two elite programs, and they've just had their number, plain and simple. I don't think that... I don't think it is, like, it's... this Like, the gap is not the same as, like here versus like the valley you know what mm-hmm. i mean like mm-hmm. san antonio versus the valley or austin versus the valley or like dfw versus el paso but like the gap is there like plain and simple you have to acknowledge it i took south oak cliff and melissa and say this about south oak cliff uh you cannot doubt that they don't have the you cannot doubt the heart of the champion because that is that was heart of a champion type stuff and melissa had stomach for the fight and it looked like early on South Oak Cliff was just gonna just just mash them. Yeah, just seventeen like, nothing. I think um, I think South Oak Cliff outcoached Melissa in the game. Don't think Melissa did enough to get the ball to Carson Maynard in this game. Um, Carson Maynard, the wide receiver, was the best player on the field. Uh, and I'll say this about South Oak Cliff: we're talking about South Oak Cliff in general. Mm-hmm. We're in the premium podcast. We are. I'll say this about Sock: the past five years, this is. At least flat. At least the last five years, this is the least talented sock yeah. roster like pure that talent. I've seen. They are getting it done with a lot of really good coaching over there. Mm-hmm. This is this is a this is a great job by the coaching staff because this sock team is not talented. They're, they're, I mean, they're talented, mm-hmm. but they're not loaded with these high end Division One no. recruits like 2021, 2022, and even some of their non title teams were loaded. Mm-hmm. This is this is a decidedly workmanlike mm-hmm. worker B South Oak Cliff team. Yeah, it's 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 not strange to see, but it's definitely different for sure. Uh, you took Quero and Hampshire Finette. Yeah, Quero jumped out to a big lead. Another, another big lead, kind of classic case of Hampshire Finette dug themselves too big of a hole, climbed back in it, but just the the deficit was too large. You can't do that against great teams like Quero. Oh. You gotta you can't dig, dig yourself a twenty one point hole. 
Houston, Lamar, and Ridgepoint was a Greg Tepper selection. Mm-hmm. And um, Houston, Lamar, I told you, I think they got the juice. Yeah. Our buddy Marcus Gutierrez and the Houston Chronicle told me like a week two they had the juice. And they've got wins over the Woodlands and Ridgepoint now. Mm-hmm. 12-0 and 0 heading, heading into a big showdown with the Task of Seed this mm-hmm. week at NRG Stadium. Which they're, they're, is not, again... I don't think that's too hill, tall, too tall a hill to climb. No, I think Lamar has established themselves as one of the teams to beat. Yeah, absolutely. All right, uh, you took Beckville and Garrison so much so that you went to it. Yeah, and uh, Gar- you know Beckville had the best player on the field, Jacoby Williams. Uh, unbelievable performance from him. He put that team on his back. He was the best player on the field. The problem was Garrison probably had the next ten best players in the field, mm-hmm. and Garrison just wore Beckville down and wore Jacoby Williams down eventually in the second half. Um. Bernie and Lavernia. Um, shout out the Dave Campbell's Texas football computer. <laughs> yeah. it, Jerry Forrest has got knew. a yeah, it knew. It, it we were all like, Oh, Bernie's gonna win. No yeah. no big deal and no oh, Lavernia it wasn't a fluke. No, no, they were the better team. Yeah, it was not a fluky win. And and they they out Bernie'd Bernie. Yeah. Like they played their game and they were like, All right, if you want to play that game, like you want to mash up front, and you want to you want to run, play running game, and 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 you know, where do where you down defense? We'll do it. Like and they did, and and I'll tell you, man, Lavernia. I mean, I don't know. Like they got, they looked really good. Are they the favorites in Region Four? I think so. I think they're the favorites in Region Four. They'll probably be an underdog to the winner of Region Three, but not a huge underdog. No. Bernie was the underdog last year at Chapel Hill. We see how that went. Absolutely right. Um, you took Abilene and Denton Ryan, a game that yeah. I watched every every snap. I think uh, Abilene has the right mix for for a West Texas team to make a run. They've got that West Texas toughness mixed in with uh, some DFW type athletes at, at, at the skill positions, and it's it's a dangerous mix. You you, you got to see it firsthand. I'm, I'm interested yeah. in your thoughts on this game. Yeah, Abilene. Looked the part. I, I I can see why Denton Ryan's defense held them in so many games, but eventually the dam burst for them. Um, Abilene has got you're right. They've got the West Texas toughness, and also, and I I don't mean this in in a, in a disparaging way. They got some Metroplex kids. Mm-hmm. They got some kids that you could plug on to Denton Ryan. You could plug on to Allen. You could plug on to Cedar Hill, and you'd be like, yeah, those are those are they they fit like they matter and. That is an impressive mix, and it's a dangerous mix. The game changed when Braden Musset went out for Denton Ryan because, like, their offense really, really got neutered when mm-hmm. they went to, had to go to the backup quarterback. You can see why they made that change after that loss to the Colony, and it just, you know, it hurt them. It hurt them. But, uh, but for Abilene, keep an eye on them. Could be a threat in Region 1. Don't be surprised that they're giving a team like Alito a run for their money. New home and Sunray. Yeah, I got this one wrong. You did not, folks. I I I tried I tried to warn everybody that the Armando Luan hive is coming, and but say this about Sunray, they did it with defense. Like yeah. the offense, twenty-eight points on New Home is impressive because they I think that's fair, by far the most they've given up in a. In they helped that New Caleb Cook's a really good quarterback yeah. for New Home. New Home's got some firepower, and and we talk about Sunray, and it's all about the Sunray and, and their spread offense and Luhan slink throwing for five hundred yards. Sunray's defense is real. Yeah, and they showed it. And now I think they got a big game this week against Wellington, but I think they're the favorites in Region One. I think they beat the man, and so now they they're the favorites in Region One. 
Yeah. Uh, you took another game you liked so much that you went to it, Dangerfield and Hooks, and a thorough performance from Dangerfield. Yeah, Chase Johnson at quarterback was outstanding. Aaron Hampton on both sides of the ball did Aaron Hamp- Hampton things. The key in this game was Dangerfield's defense was just just completely suffocated hooks. That's a really good hooks offense. Dangerfield held him to six points, which was uh, 88 points less than what they scored in round two of the play. In round one of the playoffs. 88 points less. Yeah. Pretty good, I would say, defensively from Dangerfield. Uh, And then finally, I took Jordanton and Edna, which is one of those games that is not an upset as far as who won, Mm -hmm. but it is an upset as far as margin. Yeah, I don't think any, anyone had a 40-point Edna win on our bingo card going into that game. Let me tell you, man. Jaden Clay? Oof. Oof. He, Edna, Edna is something else talent-wise. They've got some... They got some cats. Yeah. They got some cats. I was thoroughly impressed. Again, not surprised they won. Surprised they dominated the mm-hmm. way that they did. So there it is. There's your area round recap of the... Uh, of, of the pl- area round playoffs here on Tep and Step. Now it's time for our regional semifinal draft, and our regional semifinal draft is brought to you by our friends at Community Coffee who support and celebrate the thriving communities at the heart of Texas high school football. Community Coffee, strong as our roots. If this is your first episode of Tep and Step, welcome. It's our second episode today. <laughs> um, if this is your first episode of Tep and Step, welcome. Here's how it works. Stepper and I are going to go back and forth selecting games we are most interested in. Most interested in. That's the phrase that pays. Mm-hmm. Most interested in. Uh, once it's picked, it's off the board. We're going to go five rounds, uh, and then we're going to hear where Step is going. Uh, in our first recording, I went first, but in order to keep this fresh, we're going <laughs> to switch it up. I did win the coin flip, but I am going to defer <laughs> the first pick of the draft just to make this, to give us a little more energy in the gym. Okay, okay, a little more juice. I like it, I like the, it. So we're just not repeating ourselves. Matt Step. You get the first pick of the draft. Okay. What is your first pick? I'm interested to see if you take what I took. The I first am, time. actually. <laughs> I am. This is the best game in the state. Yeah. Two o'clock Friday. And by the way, because it's Thanksgiving weekend, a lot of these games are starting yes. at different times. So not only pay attention to the stadium, pay attention to the day and time. Okay. So let's start. Two o'clock Friday at Pirate Stadium in Longview. Pirate Stadium. On Not, the campus yes. of Longview Pine Tree High School. This look, this is like a pretty newish stadium, right? Yes, it's a fairly new stadium. As the Texarkana Pleasant Grove Hawks at twelve and zero take on the Carthage Bulldogs at twelve and zero, and unquestionably, in my opinion, the game of the week in the state of Texas. Mm-hmm. These are two top three teams in the state. Uh, I want to say it Carthage finished, is one and yeah. Pleasant Grove is three. I think that's right. I think Silsby's two. Um, and Pleasant Grove's got a chance to take down the biggest and baddest bully on the block in Carthage. And make no mistake about it, Carthage is the biggest and baddest bully in Class 4A. They've got nine state titles. They have the state's longest winning streak at 28 games. And they've done nothing to make us think otherwise. Jet Surratt and company th- rolled past Van Alstine 49-7 last week, and it was over at halftime. Surratt's grown up a lot. He, he is no longer a sophomore. He's no. got 12 starts under his belt. He threw for 280 yards and five touchdowns. Carthage's running game is elite with KJ Edwards leading the way. Katie Matlock, I think, got he's been Katie Matlock's been battling a knee injury most of the year. Uh, he's been gutting through it. I think he tweaked it again last week. I'll be interested to see if he tries to give it a go this week or not. Um, and Carthage up front, their defense is elite once again. Yeah. The scary thing is, this is a young 
Carthage team. This is you better get them this year. This is a young team, yeah. uh, and, and you better get them this week because we know we've we've realized over the past few years, if Carthage gets past the third round. Carthage gets past Thanksgiving, they're probably going to go to AT and T Stadium. That seems to and, be the pedigree. And if they get to AT and T Stadium, you know what they happens win. there. They're nine and zero. And Surratt, your point on the on Judd Surratt, he is an additive to winning. Early on. I think they spoon fed him the offense. He was a bus driver. He was a bus driver. Yeah. Not anymore. They've given. They've. They've kind of taken off the reins. And he's a player, plain and simple. He is a player, and and is helping them win ball games. But uh, big test this week. Yeah, Pleasant Grove is has been equally dominant. I mean, they were up fifty six to nothing at halftime against Caddo Mills last week. Um. Now, they're a lot better than Cattle Mills. They are. And Akari Johnson is outstanding. Akari Johnson, the Arkansas commit, he's getting recruited to play like as an athlete, but he's not just an athlete. He's a good quarterback. He runs that offense well. Pleasant Grove opened the offense up to take advantage of Akari Johnson's talents, and he, he threw for four touchdowns last week. He ran for two touchdowns all in the first half. He was, he's, he was, in, uh, he was in street clothes, basically, mm-hmm. at, the, at <laughs> halftime. And they're sixty-three to ten win over Cattle Mills. They're in Mills. a headset. Yeah, just hanging out, <laughs> wearing a ball cap. Um, Pleasant Grove's front line talent. I mean, we're talking Akari Johnson, Caden McFadden, uh, Caleb Hackelman, Lance Jackson, uh, Jalen Boardley. They're loaded. They're loaded. Depth's not there though. Pleasant Grove's got the best five players probably in this game, one through five. Yeah. But six through forty. I might take Carthage every player. Mm-hmm. Carthage is deeper. I think they're better up front. I think Pleasant Grove keeps it close. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm interested to see this matchup because Pleasant Grove, the last time they played Carthage, was running true wing T. Mm-hmm. Does that give Pleasant Grove an edge that they're running the spread now, or does that play into Carthage's hands because they're more conventional in how they operate? Interested to see that. I think Carthage wears them down in the second half and gets a, a hard-fought win, and I think the winner of this game uh, is the odds-on favorite to win a state championship before a division yeah. two? I think that I think this is the game everybody's had circled as like the state championship before the state championship. And computers got Carthage by one. That sounds exactly right to me. Super close game, but I do like Carthage. I think for the for the reasons you mentioned. Matt, step for my first pick. Let's go seven o'clock Friday. At the Alamo Dome in San Antonio. Oh, you're going back to the well. Going back to the well. Okay, this was, this was okay. <laughs> See, this is a good idea. I'm yeah, yeah. on the fly here. Uh, okay. Trying to make this a good podcast, even though right. I'm furious at this computer. Yeah. Um, as the undefeated DeSoto Eagles take on the undefeated Willis Wildcats in a 6A Division II uh, Region II Regional Semifinal. Mm-hmm. In a cross-regional matchup as well, it's the fun part of Region 2 is you kind of yeah. get that DFW versus Dallas versus Houston in San Antonio. In San Antonio. Yeah. And so DeSoto, last week, farted around a little bit in the early going against Wiley East before hitting the Jets. And we know DJ Bailey's been great, but he had a friend back in the fold last week in uh, – in Tiger Wright, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. who was back and ran for like a hundred plus yards, had a couple touchdowns. He was excellent. He wore wild. His running style, it's it. It's not like he's gonna bust off a bunch of big yards in the first or second quarter. By the fourth quarter, you're just he's so physical. Mm-hmm. You're just tired of tackling him, yeah. and that's when Tiger Wright takes over a football game. And he took over that football game, and they they ran past Wiley East. 
I will also say I think that DeSoto defense has been pretty darn good this year for the most part. They have. And, they, that's and underrated. It is. We, and that was an underrated part of their state championship run last year. Yeah, we talk a lot about their playmakers and stuff like that because it's fun, but like their defense has been great. It'll need to be great against. This is a explosive offense they're going against. This is a fun offense in Willis. And we'll talk about QB1 in a moment. I've said before they're a lot more than just their quarterback. Mm-hmm. Jermaine Bishop had a great game last week, their wide receiver. He caught five touchdown passes. Terry Lawrence, their running back, is very strong as well. But make no mistake, this is about DJ Lagway. Florida commit, the number one quarterback in the state, and he has been insane this year. I think, he's, got, I think year. He's, set, he's set a single season. He may have a single season. He's got 70, 75 touchdowns this year. He has been in sane this year he has been and he here's 50, 50 DJ Lagway has 57 passing touchdowns and 15 rushing touchdowns he is six touchdowns away from Kyler Murray's 6a record of 78 touchdowns and he's Kyler Murray did it in 16 games DJ Lagway has 72 touchdowns in 12 games he's been insane and not against by the way not against cupcakes not against Cupcake. He plays in a good district. Plays in a good district. Yes. I could tell you. Okay. Here's the chalk. The chalk on this game is that Willis is not going to have an answer for DeSoto. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're going to be able to stop them. And DeSoto's probably likely to get a couple of stops and win this game in what may be a bit of a shootout-y type game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not interested in that. This is where picking games we're most interested in. Here's what I'm interested in. I want to see the fireworks show. I want to see DJ Lagway against a defending state champ. And I want to see what he can cook up. Because here's the thing. Willis is an underdog in this game. I think a clear underdog in this game. They are, yes. A clear underdog in this Mm -hmm. game. But they got that guy. Yeah. They got that guy. Guy. This is DJ Lagway legacy game right here. And stranger things have happened. Yeah, and I'm not you, picking it. I'm not picking it. DeSoto's going to win this game. When you have that guy at quarterback, especially uh-huh. at that position, uh-huh. he can carry you and take you to heights that maybe maybe he can't do it for six weeks of the playoffs, but on that on one, one night, night, he can. On a Friday and he, night. And he's good enough to do it. On a fast track in a yeah. climate-controlled environment. Yeah. Willis, and I watched a good portion of the Tom Ball Memorial game. They were pretty much empty the whole game. I don't think they had a running back in much of the game. They were pretty much in five wide all day long. Let me tell you, it's they're 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 a problem when you when they spread you out. I go back to I don't know if this is a great comparison, but I'll try it on for size. Go back to that Allen Rockwall game in 2019. I think it was. Mm-hmm. Was that the Jackson Smith and Jigba game? It was. It was. Allen's the better team in that game, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I think Allen's the better team. But Rockwall lured them into their kind of fight, mm-hmm. and they let their superstar cook. That's the kind of game Willis can win. I don't think it's going to happen. I think DeSoto's going to win. I think they're the more balanced team. They're the more complete team. Yeah, I think DeSoto up front, that's where the edge is here. Yes. They're going to have the edge up front. And yes. I think eventually 
They're, Willis is going to score, but I think they'll break, and, and DeSoto will. Uh, they can break serve. I could see a 49, 56-42, 49-35, kind of two-score DeSoto win. Yeah, this I game. think that's, that's what it feels like. This is like. the – I'd say – I mean, there's some great games Friday night. This might this is going to be the one that has a lot of, a lot of attention this on has, it because this, of the quarterback matchup. This is the main event here. Yeah. DJ Bailey and DJ Lagway doing battle. It'll be a lot of fun. Wing is the largest residential drone delivery provider in the world, delivering to your home in less than 30 minutes. Order using an app just like other popular delivery services, and Wing's automated drone takes care of the rest. It's fast, safe, and sustainable, and it's now delivering to parts of Dallas-Fort Worth, Texas. You can learn more at wing.com slash texasfootball. Again, that's wing.com slash texasfootball. All right, Matthew, what's your second pick? I'm going to take my second pick from uh, our original recording. Yeah. I mean, this is a game I'm, I'm super interested in. 7.30 Friday night at Planet Ford Stadium in spring. It's another battle of unbeatens in 4A Division Two as the 12-0 Silsby Tigers take on the 12-0 Belleville Bramas. Mm-hmm. And for Belleville, uh, if you looked at the preseason poll, the, the end of the regular season's top 10 poll, you would say Belleville's an underdog in this game. Mm-hmm. Silsby finished the year ranked number two. I think Belleville was ranked number five or six when the season ended. But... Belleville has been the most dominant team in Texas in 4A Division II this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, their 12 wins have all been by at least 28 points. Closest game was a 31-3 win over Navasota in non-district. Uh, last week, they avenged their playoff loss to Madisonville uh, in, in, in emphatic fashion to the tune of 67 to nothing. Yeah. Uh, Belleville's got runs a slot T. Hashtag slot T is the devil. Uh, they've got running backs for days. D.J. Murray, Sam Renicki, Seth Sturm. There was another uh, another guy you mentioned we were talking. they got f- three backs over 1,000 yards. They're yeah. all averaging 10 yards a carry. It's ridiculous. No, they got three backs over 1,200 yards. Yeah, it's, cra- 12 it's crazy. 12 games. Um, the main event for, for Belleville is their defensive tackle, though. D.J. Sanders. This dude. Is and you made a great comparison uh, to him. Who, who, which which player does he remind you of? He reminds me of Ed Oliver. And you remember if you if you were a high school football fan, especially in the Houston area, you remember how dominant Ed Oliver was the six A level. Oh my God! Yeah. Well, take that and, and put him in four A. That's DJ Sanders. He's just he's just shot putting dudes. Yeah. He had a ninety yard fumble return for a touchdown in, in round one of the playoffs that I pretty sure he was pulling away from guys <laughs> at his size he he's just a monster in the middle of the defense and hard to move um he's a force silsby's got dudes of their own and the most notably draylon miller the five-star wide receiver oh yeah i've heard of him uh he did not play last week um he got a little nicked up in the round one victory for sealy or for silsby over sealy 35 22 uh, they didn't need him last week. They beat Gatesville 35-10. to 10. Pretty workmanlike, comfortable win for the Tigers. They're going to need Draylon Miller and Ashton Cartwright, who have combined for 25 touchdowns this year, to have a huge game, to win this game. The The way to attack Belleville, in my opinion, is to attack them in secondary. Yeah, you're not doing anything up front. Go at their DBs. And Stillsby has the two players in, in Cartwright and, and Miller that can really that can hurt you for an entire game. They're that good. There's not a 4A receiving corner in the state, in my opinion, as good as this duo. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Now, Silsby's experienced offensive line is going to have to protect and, and try to find a way to slow Sanders down to give quarterback Michael Mosher time to throw the football. But we don't know how, how healthy Miller's going to be in this game. He didn't play last week. He's expected to play this week, but we don't know if he's 100%, if he's 75%. You know, how limited is he going to be? Uh, I think Silsby's going to have to try to find a way to be balanced and try to run get Trey Kibbles going a little bit just to keep Belleville honest. But in the end, they've got to be able to move the ball consistently with the passing game and just put Belleville in a fight. Belleville hasn't been in a close game all year. Mm-hmm. you got to get Belleville in, in, in a war and see if they can fold in the fourth quarter because they just don't have the experience. That is one thing Silsby has on their side. Yes. They come from a tough district. They play tough opponents. They've been in some dog fights this year. They know how to play four quarters and sometimes overtime if you look at the Jasper game. Mm-hmm. Does Belleville have the stomach for a four-quarter fight? I think they do. I'm picking Belleville to win this game. And I guess based on the rankings, a little bit of an upset, but I think Belleville over the past three, four weeks has just been playing better football than Silsby, who's had some, some, some close calls the last few weeks. I agree with you entirely. I especially agree with you on the case for Bell or the case for Silsby lies in them being battle tested. They've been in these tight games. Mm-hmm. Belleville has beaten eleven teams. Those eleven teams have combined for a record of forty and seventy-five. Jeez. Okay. They've beaten one team with a winning record. It was last week. Yeah. Okay. Now they beat them sixty-seven to nothing. They beat them sixty-seven to nothing. It's impressive. Yeah. But. That's the knock. I like Belleville in this one. They were my pick from uh, in Region Three coming out of the. In, 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 in and I picked Stills before the playoffs, but these last two weeks have mm-hmm. changed my mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Get on up with Dark and Bold from Community Coffee. Look for it at your local grocery or communitycoffee.com. My next pick, Matthew. 12.30 p.m. Friday. We told Odd you. start time. Get some times and make sure you get times and, and, and locations. At Hutto Memorial, at Memorial Stadium in Hutto. Mm-hmm. Right off of the big old uh, bypass. The, uh, the tollway there. The tollway, yeah. the one you can go 150 miles an hour. We, were, we took that when we, we drove down to um, Port Aransas. We t- I t- put took that with the on the minivan with uh, my in-laws. Oh. And my, my poor in-laws from St. Louis are like, what is this sorcery? <laughs> you're like, <laughs> you're going like 95 miles an hour. Like, yeah, because no you can't. Yeah, no one's on this road. As 5A Division One Region 3 will take shape as the College Station Cougars take on the Smithson Valley Rangers in a game that... Um, do you remember how this one went last year? <laughs> I do. I guarantee you Tommy Yarish remembers how this game ended last year. He was on the call for it. If you forget, this game, College Station fumbled a punt within like their own like 10, like at the five-yard line. Late, yeah. Late, leading by a score. So Smithson Valley gets the ball at like the five-yard line. I think they were up by like – it was less than a touchdown. Yeah, I think – but he needed a touchdown. Yeah. They, a touchdown would have won it. Yes, touchdown would have won four. the game. Yeah. They had seven plays. Mm-hmm. I think they got backed up at one point, so it might have been seven plays within the 10-yard line, right? It was something crazy. It was seven plays. I know the last two came from the one-yard line. Correct. And College Station stoned them, okay? And just pushed them back 
and came up with the big play, the big defensive stop, which fueled their run to AT&T Stadium and eventual state runner-up finals. The funny thing about this that, that this game is a lot of those key components are back mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in this game. Especially on the college station side, but let's start with uh, Smith and Valley. This, we've said this on the podcast before. This feels like the most Larry Hill Smithson Valley team he maybe has ever had. It really does. Look at their numbers. Okay. They're winning every game like 28-7. Yeah. They're like, well, we're going to hand the ball to Kate Spradling, and he's going to run the ball. We're going to about four yards, and then we're going to do it again. And then we're going to turn to our defense, which has been spectacular. Punt's a great long. play. Punt's a good play. Yep. Jackson Maynard leading that defense. They've been awesome. They do have a game breaker in Freddie Dubose, but he, he did not – I don't know if he just. I don't know if he played or not. He wasn't in the stat line. This he didn't make the box score uh, last week in their twenty yeah. to seventeen win over Magnolia. By the way, last year's College Station game was twenty six twenty one. So it was a five point. So, game yeah, game. so a touchdown would have won it. Yes. Um. But the, make no mistake, Smithson Valley, as it always has been under Larry Hill, the defense is the calling card. Their Correct. defense is what's going to lead yeah. the way. For College Station, offensively, they've been hitting their stride. Arrington Maiden, their quarterback. It's been awesome. Memphis commit, I believe, still. And Aiden Martinez-Brown, their running back. Yeah. Stud. Stud. Now, look, I'm, I'm going to cut through the, the, the faff. We know this is going to be a one-score game. The only thing that would stun me would be if this was like a blowout. Yeah, okay? either way. Yeah. Either way. It's going to be a one-score game. I think this game is, is who's got the mental fortitude. Who's got those? Who's got that focus? Who's got that extra little gear in the final minutes? Because that's what this game's going to come down to. We know it is. I think a lot of this also comes down. I think Smithson Valley, and I, I trust they're going to do it because Larry Hill coaches them. Control your emotions. You've been thinking about this team for a year. Yeah. For a year. Don't go out there and do something stupid mm-hmm. and let the like and, and and suddenly you miss a tackle and because Aiden Martinez and Brown go eighty on you. Yeah. This is a fascinating game. I, I've been riding with College Station since the beginning of the playoffs. I'm going to ride with College Station here. But this is this might be the epitome of a coin flip. Yeah, and I'm riding with Col- Smithson Valley. Yeah. I picked Smithson Valley to win the region, and I'm sticking with them. It's, it's a fantastic ball game that the history makes. It, it's a fantastic ball game in a vacuum. You add in the history and what they did last year, and it makes it even more tantalizing. Yeah. It's a huge game going down 12.30 p.m. in Hutto. What is your third pick, Matthew? I'm going to go 11 o'clock Friday at the Alamo Dome. Mm-hmm. A game of the week in San Antonio, it, in my opinion. as the We'll talk about another good game in the week in San Antonio probably a little later. But in 6A, for sure, the game of the week. As the 11-1 Steel Knights mm-hmm. take on the 12-0 Harlan Hawks. 12 and 0 Harlan Hawks. Harlan quietly has put together a pretty strong season. Mm-hmm. And Eddie Salas's ball club, they were they were in the third round of the playoffs last year. They're even better this year. 12 and 0. Um they they had to survive in round 1. Eagle Eagle Pass almost pulled the stunner over yes, Harlan. That was a 27-20 ball game that Harlan had to escape. That was the first time I was like, "Uh-oh." Something. Well, Harlan this week, uh, this past week uh, had no such trouble. As they dominated Harlingen forty-eight to nothing, uh, eight, it, was, it was a complete effort for the for the Hawks across the board. Adrian McDade had two touchdowns, one rushing, one receiving. Noah Ferris ran for a touchdown, threw for a score, and Harlan's offensive line just completely dominated Harlingen all night long. 
Uh, this is a really, really good Hawks team, but they're running up against, in my opinion, the most talented team in San Antonio, top to bottom, in Cibolo Steel. Uh, it's it, the Knights are back amongst the state elite state's elite teams, and it's good to see because uh, they've been kind of average for their standards the past few years. But mm-hmm. and let me tell you, they got a push by Round Rock McNeil. They did. Keep an eye on Round Rock McNeil in twenty twenty four. This is a very that's Arrow's a young team. They 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 are going to be a problem next year. Uh, but Steele pulled away in the second half to win forty two twenty one. Wide receiver Jalen Cooper and Royal Capel are are, are Capel. Excuse me are are. Big-time receivers on the outside. Quarterback Chad Warner, just a junior, leads the way. Steele's got a stable of running backs to go to. And last week it was Samuel Harris, the uh, the military move-in from California. Um, 276 yards rushing and two scores led uh, the Steele effort in their 42-21 win over Round Rock McNeil. Um, I think Harlan puts up a fight in this one. I think it's going to be a close game all the way to the end. But I think in the end, this this is Steel, this is Steele's window to make a run, and they're just too talented. And I think the Knights' playmakers in, in crunch time come up big. Steele wins this one. Uh, I'll say forty-two thirty-one. Um, yeah, if if Harlan's able to run the ball a little bit, which that's what they do. They've got several good running backs. Mm-hmm. They've got a bunch of them, and open things up and make it so that they're not pinning their ears back against Noah Ferris then I think that Harlan can hang. But I do think you're right. I think the speed advantage lies on the steel side. The playmaker advantage lies on the steel side. And they're probably the team to beat in this game. I think the, the computer, what the computer have? Has steel, but not by much. Steel, they, have, uh, they, they have steel by 12. That's a little rich for me, but like I could see this being about a 10-point ball game. About a 10-point ball game. Maybe steel scores late to, to ice it or something like that. All right, Matthew. My third pick. Let's go. Six o'clock, Friday night, at Lion Stadium in Vernon. Okay. Matt Step, a three A Division One regional semifinal between the eleven one Paradise Panthers and the eleven and one Bushland Falcons. In what is? Low-key, the best quarterback matchup of the weekend. Yeah, these two quarterbacks can go. Okay? Like, yeah, DJ Bailey, DJ Lagway. This is real hipster stuff of like, oh, you guys are going to be watching DJ Lagway and DJ Bailey? Yeah, I'm going to be watching Austin Iglesias and Dawson. You got your beanie on and your your mustache and your – Like waxing uh, my mustache. uh Flannel. I'm going to go watch Dawson Jaco. Yeah. Uh, because these two quarterbacks, but seriously, these two quarterbacks get after it. They do. They're they fun. Do. Mm-hmm. Um, so Paradise has been, they've got the one loss in the year to Brock. Um, you know, it's the closest game Brock, uh, closest win Brock has. And, yeah. And certainly closest anybody's played him recently. And I think Paradise points to that game and, you know, a couple of special teams mistakes really were the difference in that ball game. And the past couple of weeks against Vernon and against Dalhart, it's weird. They played Vernon in week one, and then they played at Vernon in week two, and yeah, now they're playing at Vernon again. It's weird. Anyway, all that's to Paradise say, runs Vernon. They've, they've, yeah, it's like you beat Vernon, and then you get their stadium. Yeah. It's like risk. Um, <laughs> they have crushed Vernon and Dalhart. Now they're better than Vernon and Dalhart, but they did what you should do when you're better than them. They did. They did. And that offense, Austin Iglesias, fun. 
Mm-hmm. Just a fun, fun dude. If you're if you're into just fun dual threat quarterback play, he's your Huckleberry. Okay, six total touchdowns last week. Dudes Rock Player of the Week watch Player oh, of the Week watch. He's list. on the Dudes Rock Player of the Week watch list. We need to get that sponsored. <laughs> Bushlin also has a loss way back in week two. They lost Canadian. Mm-hmm. I think it's aged pretty well. Your mom's very, but I think it's aged pretty. It's well. aged pretty well, I'd say. Yeah. They also have a win over Childress. They have the only win over Canyon West Plains. That's the feather in their cap, right? That's, That's the real win. feather in their cap. Yeah. And first couple of weeks of the playoffs, beat Brownfield like a drum, beat Whitesboro like a drum. Beat Whitesboro badly. It was really impressive. Hunk 60 burger on him. And their quarterback, Dawson Jaco. I've, been lo- I've long been an admirer of Dawson Jaco. I've been on the Dawson Jaco bandwagon since he was playing in small clubs. Uh, he's not selling out <laughs> arenas, right? I've been listening to his. You you were a fan when Dawson Jacob was still underground. Yeah, I got his LP. You know what yeah. I mean, stuff like that. Uh, he rocks. He's a lot of fun to watch. These are two high octane offenses. These defenses also can be touched up a little bit. Mm-hmm. These defenses are all both okay, right? Uh, I mean, the Paradise defense has been a lot better, like statistically, but I also think that. Bushlet's played more high-powered offenses. There is a real argument to be made. Yeah, you know what? Here's a hot take. This is the most explosive offense Paradise has played, Brock included. Because okay. Brock is good, but like I wouldn't categorize Brock as like a big, high-octane, explosive offense, right? Mm-hmm. Brock is a very solid offense that's going to make you pay, but they're going to go on long, sustained drives. Bushland will just go 80 on your ass. Yeah. And so that's what I'm interested in seeing. I think this is going to be a shootout, quite frankly. I think it's going to be a high-scoring affair. I'm rolling with Paradise. I think Paradise gets the win. I think it's close. But I think that if you want points, you're going to th- there will be points scored in this game. I think, I think Bushland and Paradise has a chance to be pretty pointsy. Uh, but I do like Paradise in a relative, let's call it a one-score game. I think it'll be a good game, though. I think okay, it'll be a lot of fun. okay. I got Bushland in a close one. Different, different there. There you go. What is your uh, fourth pick, Matthew? Let's go 2 o'clock Friday at NRG Stadium mm-hmm. as the 11-1 Cypher Bobcats, fresh off a overtime win over Katie, takes on the number one team in the state in Class 6A, Galena Park North Shore Mustangs at 12-0. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, you remember, remember in the preseason – uh, when I was talking to you about things, and I said, "Hey, watch out for this Cyfair team. Mm-hmm. They're legit." Mm-hmm. They made me look smart. A lot better than my Atlanta pick a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. A lot better. Uh, Texas commit Trey Owens uh, led the way for Cyfair in their upset of Katie. Um, he, especially in overtime, he kind of put him on his back. Uh, he really, really was the catalyst. And Cyfair's defense came up with some timely stops. Big fourth and goal stop on the one yard line against Katie. Um, that, that proved to be the difference in the ball game. Cy Fair was able to uh, escape with that win. Um, North Shore, a couple of things about North Shore here. Yeah, we have, I have some thoughts. Yeah, the, uh, for the second week in a row in the playoffs, they kind of played around with their food a little bit. Now, granted, Sleptwalk in the first half. Clear Springs is a good team. Yeah. They're, better than Deer, they're better than Deer Park was last week. Okay. They're a better team. And. But still, North Shore, if you're the team that we think you are, you you handle business. And it took North Shore. Now, it was 21-21 going into the fourth quarter. 
North Shore outscores Clear Springs 28-0 in the fourth quarter to pull away for a 49-21 win. This is not a habit you want to keep keep if you're North Shore. You want to You'll play. You'll get burned eventually. Eventually it will come up, come back and bite you. Um, DeAndre Hardeman, 206 yards rushing, three touchdowns, including a back-breaking 90-yard touchdown run in the fourth quarter, led the way for North Shore. The question here is, is the status of Caleb Bailey, North Shore quarterback. Bailey got hurt in the th- late in the third quarter of the win last week and did not, did not return to the ball game. Now, you're, I've heard different, vastly, yeah, vastly different reports on the injury status of Caleb Bailey. We have heard everything from like he's fine and he's playing basketball right now to just for dead. fun to to their, <laughs> he's not really dead, but, <laughs> but he's to, out for the year. To he's yeah, to like he's 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 like laid up in a hospital. Yeah, so we'll see. I don't think it's either of those. To be clear, yeah. I think it's somewhere. People in that I trust say he's going to play this week. Okay, so we'll see. Um, I, and I, I will be watching. I won't be at this game, but I will be watching on Texan Live very closely when North Shore opens the game. Because this is an important point. Last year, he goes down. They move touchdown Dave. Shout out touchdown Dave. David Amador. It was like week six or week seven. Week six or week seven. And they change the offense around it, mm-hmm. and they still make it to a title game. We're in week 13. We're in week 13, and their backup looked good. He did. But they don't have a touchdown Dave. They the are a, not Caleb Bailey. They he, are a significant. It's a significant downgrade without Caleb Bailey. I would say their backup quarterback is a is a is a very solid six A quarterback in Texas. From what I could tell, yeah, could start for a lot of six A football teams yeah. in Texas, which is a nice luxury to have as it a backup. Is, absolutely, but he's he ain't Caleb Bailey. No. Caleb Bailey's a difference maker. So I'm really interested to see this. I think North Shore wins regardless. Okay. But if Caleb Bailey is out, North Shore, I don't think, wins Region 3. Mm. You think the I winner think, of... I think the winner of Lamar Tascacita takes North Shore out next week if there's no Caleb Bailey. Caleb Bailey's back and he's fine, then I'm, I'm North Shore's my team to win it all still. But I'm starting to get a little concerned about the slow starts. So let's see. I think what I'm going to watch for, two things, Caleb Bailey's status and how does North Shore come out of the gates in this game yeah do they come out of this game with a with a sense of purpose and a sense of urgency from the jump that they have not had early in the playoffs maybe getting on the big stage at nrg because they, they played their first two playoff games at home yeah at north shore isd state at, at galena park isd state maybe just a sleepy comfortable environment maybe you get them in the big environment at nrg stadium big crowd a little bit of juice maybe north shore comes out a little more uh juiced up to begin so i'll be interested a couple things i'm watching on i still like north shore either way but watching definitely on caleb Bailey's status good pick it's a good pick matt step my fourth pick. Let's go. <laughs> Four o'clock Friday at Sheldon ISD Panther Stadium in Houston. As the 12 and 0 Montgomery Lake Creek Lions mm-hmm. take on the 11 and 1 Port Natchez Groves Indians in the most pronounced strength on strength matchup of the weekend. It might be, yeah. I mean, take a look back on this, okay? You have got the Lake Creek offense, okay? Which has been spectacular, okay? Absolutely incredible. Tyvon Byers, 
Uh, I think that like he is obviously the, the headliner, but they have a big-time wide receiver in Sam Lee. they got a, a, a running back in uh, uh, Elijah Nazarudin, who's been very good as well. And their quarterback... Their quarterback Eli Morcos is a he's a, he distributes the ball well. He has been he's got mm. 18 touchdowns and one interception. He's been very good. Their offense has been humming. They're averaging what about 50 points a game? Uh, I, th- I think it's close to 58. Uh, let's see. They're averaging according to my mathematics 52 points a game. Okay, 52 points. Okay, 52 points a game. Yeah, I put it. Yeah, 50, just shy of 52 yes. points. Yeah, excellent. Taking on Port Nature's Groves. Let me tell you about the Port Nature's Groves defense and Coach Jeff Joseph, okay? Ask anybody down there about their defense, okay? They have been lights freaking out all year long. They have a 7 nothing win over Port Arthur Memorial on their – I'm sorry, over, uh, over Fort Pitt Marshall on their, on their resume. They held, they held their first two opponents – to a grand total of 21 points defensively, their defense is nasty. Their mm-hmm. defense is what leads the way. Furthermore, for PNG, they are getting healthy. Shea Adams is back. Shea Adams was hurt for a decent part of the season. He is back, and he is looking the part, which gives them a new element because he's they got him back in their quarterback spot. Uh, like their 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 um, identity offensively is still Isaiah Nguyen, and then they have a, another running back, Blair Chatkiner, Chatkiner, I think it is Ch- Chatkiner. Oh sorry. yeah, sorry, it's it's still Southeast Texas last names. Yeah, um, sure, it's got a little French twist to it. Uh, Chatonier, yeah. uh, uh, Blair Chatonier. They're going to run the ball. That's what they're about. They're going to run the ball. But having Shea Adams back there gives them a dynamic threat at the quarterback spot that mm-hmm. makes them different makes them special um this is i mean come for the strength on strength the Mm -hmm. lake creek offense against the png defense but stay for the other side too lake creek's defense is good it's not great it's good png's offense is good right Mm -hmm. that's what's fascinating about this one i've been rolling with png i think the defense is what wins it but lake creek will be a, 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 a clear, clear step up in off. Uh, yeah, this is the best offense they face this year sure, by a I, pretty clear, clear margin. Because, yeah. like, the teams that they were really good at, because District 9 was a good district, right? Mm-hmm. But the teams that were really good in that district, Texas City and Fort Pitt Marshall, they were not big explosive offenses, right? They were, like, low, like, you know, they were win low scoring slugfest type games. Mm hmm. This is a high-powered, take-you-80-yards, Tyvon Byers and all those boys type offense. I like PNG. I'm rolling with the state runner-up from a year ago. But this is a really intriguing matchup there uh, at, at Sheldon ISD Stadium. So, what is your fifth and final pick, Matthew? Uh, I'm going with PNG in that game. You are? Just, yeah. P- I'm going with defense in that game. Yeah. Defense, that, that's the thing. And, by the yeah. way, I think they're the favorite. That other game, by the way? Richmond Randall and, and Huntsville? It's a district rematch, too. It's a district rematch. The way Huntsville's playing right now. Huntsville's playing good ball. They're playing good ball. They got to make up, I think it's like 17 points. No, 29. 29. It's 35 6. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, make that up. Yeah. But I don't know. Man, there's so many good games still left on the board. That, that's the great thing about this weekend. Every game's huge. I'm going I'm to read off three games that I'm not picking, just to tell you the quality of game this Austin, week. Austin, Westlake, and Laredo United. <laughs> no. 
Atzel Chavez Hive. You guys That's heard it Chavez, yeah, he is You guys heard it here first. Yeah. By the way, Westlake's going to beat Loretta United, yeah. and they'll probably beat them fairly soundly. But I just want Atul Chavez, because it's at the Alamo Dome, right? It is. Saturday. I, I yeah. want him to just go out there and do some awesome stuff. I just want him to have fun, and I want him to put up some highlight-worthy things that make the Westlake people go like, man, that, that kid's, kid's pretty great. Yeah. Uh, I'm not picking Byron Nelson and Coppell, 12-0 versus 12-0. Maybe you will, but I'm not. Uh, I'm not. Uh, I'm not picking Alito and Red Oak. Who do you got in Coppell, Byron Nelson? Coppell. Wow. 12 and over, Alito over 12 and over Red Oak. Or I'm, and I'm not picking tw- uh, 12 and 0 Monahans and 11 and 1 Canyon West Plains. Because you, you fear the Ch- Chino Navarrete train. Dude, th- th- those are the kind of games I'm not picking. The game I'm picking is 7 o'clock Friday at Hutto Memorial Stadium. What good day in Hutto. You can go yeah. catch two bangers in Shout Hutto. Shout out Brad LaPlante. <laughs> Ten and two, Lorena takes on twelve and zero, Columbus. Are you sounding the alarm? Let's talk about it. You got the hottest team. To, in my opinion, at the moment, Lorena is the hottest team in Texas. Mm-hmm. They are on a heater right now, and they dispatched of a of a up and coming Palestine Westwood squad fifty five twenty four last week. West Westwood is one of those teams that this this is kind of their introduction to the playoffs. Next year, Palestine Westwood's going to be a real problem. Mm-hmm. That uh, Coach Richard Bishop's got that thing c- cooking over there at Westwood. Uh, they got Jaden Porter, the Baylor committed receiver. They've got good skill players, and but he was and he was hurt for a decent part. He of was. Season. He's back. Yeah. Uh, it was the Braylon. It's been the Braylon Henry show most of the year, and Braylon Henry has been dominant. Uh, five touchdowns rushing, 167 yards last week to lead lead Lorena. But this is a this is a deep physical team that's 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 peaking at the right time. Mm-hmm under first-year head coach Kevin Johnson. And you got Columbus, who, is, who finished – they were number two in the state almost the entire year until Franklin lost to Lorena late in the year. Columbus moved up to number one. And for the most part, Columbus has lived up to the hype. They're 12-0, and undefeated, and, you know, not really challenged much. Now, last week – Here we go. was a little bit odd. They beat Woodville 24-7. to and you're thinking, man, and maybe it's just the bar that we've set for Columbus because that's still a 17-point win. 17-point win over a good Woodville team. That's a Woodville team that, if memory serves, gave Franklin a run for their money. That's right. They did. Woodville had this run early in the year where like, they had like two straight weeks where they played really tough teams. They lost game. to Franklin by three. Yeah. So here's Woodville. They lost to Franklin by three and Newton by five. That's, that's exactly what I'm thinking. Thank you. Yeah. And – now they had one head scratching loss in district play. They lost to Dieball twenty nine to six. Dieball's good, but Lorena, uh, but uh, Little River Academy just beat Dieball last week, and then they they rolled until they lost to Columbus. So this is I'm not going to sound the alarm on Wood, on Columbus because that's a good Woodville team that they still beat by seventeen. Mm-hmm. But the second so Columbus led 21-7 at the half, and then they didn't score again in the second. They scored a field goal in the second half. That was it. Now, I'm not, I didn't. I couldn't get a lot of info on this game, so I don't know if Columbus just sat on the ball and just kind of sat on Woodville, or if they were really just struggling offensively. Now, Tyvon Whitehead had, had two touchdowns rushing. Adam Schobel, th- the Baylor committed quarterback, threw a touchdown pass. So first half, 21 points, solid first half mm-hmm. against a good team. Second half, they did pitch a shutout, so that the defense was there. They pitched it's a shutout. The, it's one of those games where if they just repeat the first half and they win that game 42-14. We're, think, just, we're not thinking anything of it. Yeah. But it was like 24-7? Mm-hmm. Mm. So I don't know what to make of it. 
Yeah, also remember last year, these two teams played in the first round of the playoffs last year. Mm-hmm. Columbus won on a last second field goal. Mm-hmm. I think both teams are better this year than they were last year. I would agree. This is going to be a banger. I give a slight edge to Columbus because of Schobel. Mm-hmm. I think Adam Schobel in crunch time gets it done and leads Columbus on a, la- a game winning touchdown drive late in the game to mm-hmm. keep their season alive. And the, the thing about 3A Division One Region 3 is, man, it's, a, it's such a meat grinder. You win this one, your your reward is probably Franklin next week. Yeah. So you got it. I mean, it's 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 a grind. It is. And Franklin, let me tell you, they, they got They're, they got their hands full of Little River Academy this week. They it's, do. It's going to be a meat grinder. So I'm going to go with Columbus in a close one, but I, I I'm fascinated by this match. This is a great great game that I believe. Let me look here. Hang on, Tepper. Okay. Just, look, just double checking something here. Just home to see my kids. No. Okay. We're good. Never mind. Okay. I was checking to see who was who was streaming the game. We are not streaming the game. Okay. Don't stream it, then. I'm kidding. You can go through. I think it's an NFHS network. Yeah, probably. All right, Matthew. My fifth and final pick. Six o'clock, Friday night, in Hermley. It is a matchup of unbeatens in the smallest bracket of them all. 1A Division Two. Remember, in six-man football, we're in the regional finals here because mm-hmm. there's one fewer round. As the 12-0 Benjamin Mustangs take on the 12-0 Jayton Jaybirds in what we can probably start to describe the real start of the title defense for Benjamin. Mm-hmm. So Benjamin has crushed through, cruised through everybody. They've, they've, they've got the pl- best player in the state, and Grayson Rigdon. He's been awesome, and they've got, I've got no notes for them. Now, last week, a funny thing happened to them is that they got into the highest-scoring six-man game of the year. <laughs> they beat Newcastle 112-84, to 84. Mm-hmm. 196 points is the highest-scoring game of the year. And now, good news for Benjamin is nobody could stop them. They scored 112 points. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> The bad news for Benjamin, and what has me kind of cocking an eyebrow, is they, could, they couldn't stop Newcastle. Newcastle was scoring at will. Is there a problem with the, well, defensively? Because the, 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 the thing about them is that like, they have not necessarily been pushed. They have not been tested. And finally, Newcastle kind of bows up to them and throws a punch, and then they suddenly have to score 112 points just to win. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Now, Newcastle's defense is not very good. Jayton has one of the best defenses in six-man football. Their defense has been excellent. Aiden Salazar has been great. And they can, th- they can do something that not a lot of six-man teams can do. They can throw the ball really well. Sean Stanlin, their quarterback, has been excellent. Leads a very balanced attack for this Jayton team. I've been texting with coaches this today. Okay. okay? And I've just asked them, what do you think about Jayton and Benjamin? And... I have gotten a lot of coaches reaching back and saying, Jaden can do it. Jaden can be the team that beats them. Specifically, that defense is going to be able to get a couple of stops, and then that they're going to be able to cook offensively. Now, here's the thing. Nobody stopped Grayson Rigdon. Literally ever. Okay? Literally ever. Nobody's ever contained him. Can Jayton get, like, three stops? I mean that sincerely. Like, that, that's literally what I mean. 
can they get three stops? Mm-hmm. And can they take advantage of what may be a vulnerable Benjamin defense? And if they do, they can spring the upset. I ain't picking against. I ain't picking against LeBron James. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm picking against you know six man LeBron the James. six man LeBron James. Doesn't he average like forty points a game in basketball yeah. too, or something stupid? So here's the thing. If they beat Jaden this week, they probably get Klondike next week. And Klondike's the other team that I've heard from coaches saying that's the team that can get Benjamin. What's the fun fact about the Klondike uh, Balmeray game this week? Oh yeah. So our friend Vance Jones is the coach at Balmeray, the legend Vance Jones. He's seventy-seven. The coach at the coach the coach at Klondike is a guy I covered. When mm-hmm. he played at Klondike, Dalton DeGraffenreed, he is 29. And he's been the head coach at Klondike for like five years, for like, right? Yeah, for like four or five years. Yeah. <laughs> he's, like, he's like a veteran coach now at, yeah. there. But he's really good. And so, yeah, there's like a 50-year difference between those two coaches, <laughs> between them as far as age is concerned. Uh, it's like literally he'd be like coaching against a guy who could be his grandpa. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, all that is to say, this is a fascinating ball game. I like Benjamin because I ain't picking against uh, the champs and I ain't picking against Grayson Rigdon. But keep an eye on this one it's Friday in Hermley. It's a big six-man game. So there it is. There is our regional semifinal draft. Sep took Carthage, Pleasant Grove, Silsby, Belleville, Sybil Steel, San Antonio, Harlan, Cypher, North Shore, and Lorena in Columbus. I took DeSoto and Willis, College Station and Smithson Valley, Paradise, Bushland, Lake Creek and Port Natchez Groves, and Benjamin and Jayton. Boom. Big, wide-ranging. I guess the only we didn't have any 2A games. Last no. week was a really big week in 2A. Yeah, 2A this week's not as... Co- uh, 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 Cooper and Garrison's Cooper good. Cooper and Garrison's great. I think Timpson Bell, uh, Honeygrove's pretty good. Wellington Sunray should be good. Yeah. I'm trying to think of any, any others in 2A. Uh, Sonora Hawley should be interesting. interesting. Yeah. What about yeah. Hawley, by the way? Yeah. Impressive. They're getting, getting rolling. They yeah. are, yeah. They're getting hot at the right time. Yeah. Why don't you tell the people where you're going to be? What game are you going to Thursday night? Who had the courage to schedule a Thursday night game? Sadly, night? no one had the courage to schedule a Thursday game. I wish they did. I'd be, I'd be there. But sadly, they do not. So I'll be sad watching a terrible NFL game on Thursday night. I think it's like Seahawks and yeah. 49ers, yeah, maybe? gross. Um, I may just pass out after the Cowboy game. Let's do that. Uh, Friday. I'll, I'll actually be the same place Friday and Saturday. I'm going to camp out at the Alamo Dome for – I'm going to see six. There's 80 games this week, right? Yep, 88. I'm going to see, I'm gonna see yeah, if you count six-man, yep. right? I'm going to see six of those 88 games in one place. Mm-hmm. Uh, triple header Friday, triple header Saturday, along with the one and only Ishmael Johnson. Mm. Shout out to Ish. And our good buddies from 24-7 Sports, Mike Roach and Hudson Standish. Mm-hmm. I'm sure many other distinguished members of the media yes. will make their way to San Antonio. I'm sure. I'm sure our buddy David Hinojosa will be there. So it'll be good. George a good Nation. weekend. That's right. Um so Friday, triple header, uh, 11 o'clock. We already talked about it. Steele and Harlan, uh, 3.30. Late Travis and Brennan, a rematch of last year's regional final where mm-hmm. Brennan handed Late Travis a loss, a rare San Antonio area loss. Uh, and this, the nightcap, 7 o'clock, DeSoto and Willis. Yeah. Live on Texan Live. Main event. DeSoto and Willis. Uh, and then Saturday, great triple header Saturday as well. We got Dripping Springs and San Antonio J. Uh, Gary Gutierrez's squad looking. First ever trip to the third round of the playoffs for Jay. Uh, the middle game uh, is Austin Westlake and Laredo United. Hashtag Atzel Chavez Hive. Yes. Westlake's a big just, favorite. They're going to win. Do just, cool stuff, yes. Atzel Chavez. Just need Atzel Chavez to, to, yeah. to do, do good, good things. And then uh, the nightcap. Uh, a great 5A Division II matchup in San Antonio. The whole state will be watching. There's no other game Saturday night yep. in Texas high school football but this one. So you can tune into Valley Sports Southwest. Boom, there you go. 
Only game in town. There's no other game Saturday Saturday night except for this one. The undefeated Alamo Heights Mules, 12-0, take on upstart 11-1 San Antonio Piper in a regional semifinal in Class 5A Division Two. Craig so, Way and I on the call. It'll be fun. The Alamo Dome should be have, have a great atmosphere. Who's on the sidelines for that one? CT Steckel. Um, okay. I think Alamo Heights is your – here's a quick analysis of that. Alamo Heights is your favorite – Piper's got a couple of pieces that I think can cause them a lot of trouble, though. Piper's good. If you're looking, if you're if you're a recruiting hound, uh, Alamo Heights has got a kid, Michael Terry the third, huh. big time. Oh, big, big time. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna. It's it's uh, 6:41 p.m. on two on Monday. I'm gonna hop on a plane tomorrow morning with my kids at, and my wife and kids, I should say. Uh, my wife at uh, seven at seven uh, seven thirty, and then I will be back Friday evening, uh, flying back, and then I will be on Valley Sports Southwest. You gonna buy the you gonna buy the internet package and watch uh, oh, yeah. watch playoff games oh, on the yeah. plane? Oh yeah, I'm, honey. I'm, I'm you know what? I'm not even gonna ask. I'm gonna expense it. I'm gonna expense it because this computer crashed the first time. It's a work. It's a work I'm gonna expense. I'm gonna expense internet so that I can stream some high school football on the plane. Uh, so yeah. Anyway, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Step. Thanks for your courage. Thank you. Talk to you next week on Tap and Stuff.